0: Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, I want to talk to you about how to tell the real morel from the false morel, and then four poisonous morel lookalikes. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, of people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties, accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. All right, so the morel mushroom and the poisonous lookalikes. All right, so look, there's this person, all right, and they're walking through the woods and they come across the infamous morel mushroom. They grab this mushroom, they take a look at it. It looks just like a morel mushroom. I mean, it looks like the top is all curly looking and pitted kind of like a morel um, it's got a stem, I mean, heck, they even cut it open, and it looks pretty hollow on the inside, they're like, this has gotta be a morel mushroom, so they take it home, they throw it in the pan, and they're cooking it, and they're cooking it, they cooked a whole plate of these suckers. and they enjoyed a lovely dinner, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the next day they started noticing well not even the next day that after the meal within an hour or two they started noticing oh they felt a little bit stomach their stomach they started getting stomach cramps they started feeling sick they started puking and they and then it escalated to being diarrhea they started having diarrhea and this lasted for a day and then into the second day and then man they go to the doctor and the doctor says Oh, Lordy, I'm sorry to admit or I'm sorry to tell you that you've eaten a poisonous mushroom. This poisonous mushroom that you've eaten contains a toxin called gyromitrin. Unfortunately, at this point, it is fatal. You've consumed so much of it because you ate a whole plate of them that you are now going to die now this person could have went into coma and then died within five to seven days after eating that plate of mushrooms so that's why right there why we need to be very careful when we're just going out and foraging we mushrooms if it's your first time then you may want to go with someone who knows what they're doing go with a uh, more experienced forager experienced hiker right to avoid that but if you're going out then the good news is if you, you know you're listening to this podcast so you're going to have a really good idea after listening to this of what you need to know about it but let's face it at, we don't want to get poisoned we want to enjoy this choice edible mushroom you know and it's really a, a fun mushroom to hunt because it never really pops up in different places you can never predict it and if you ever find a patch it's like a secret patch that can be sacred almost to a family and but we want to have the confidence we want to feel sure that what we're taking is a hundred percent safe and that we can eat it and enjoy it and get, feed it to our family and everything else so um if we go out right to so, we need to learn about the Morel mushroom and the four lookalikes. So, if we go out and we do some research and we start looking into this, you know, we're going to see that in general, it's a pretty easy mushroom to identify. Um, however, there are some mushrooms that are similar. Four specific ones could be confused for the Morel mushroom. Now, in general, if you listen to my other podcast, you'll know. I went into great detail about identifying the morel mushroom but just to sum up what I talked about there um, the morel mushroom basically you got the black the yellow and the half free morels and the easiest way to identify them is cut them in half they'll be hollow on the inside and the base will connect to the stem on the morels the half free it connects about halfway up at the stem instead of at the bottom of the cap it'll be halfway up the cap connecting to the stem. And that's the main difference between the morels, okay? If you wanna learn more about them, check out my other podcast on that. Now, when it comes to um, the poisonous lookalikes to the morel, like I said, we're gonna talk about four of them. And we've got the early false morel, which is the verpa bohemica. Then we've got the bell morel, which is the verpa conica. Then we've got the deadly false morel, which is the Gyromitra esculenta, which they have a bunch of other species of the Gyromitra clade genus, genus, and then um, I threw in the stinkhorn, and I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's start. Let's just start this off by saying, if you listen to my other podcast and you know how to identify the morel mushroom, the true morel, not the half-free morel, but the true morel, then you're good to go you could probably never have to worry about um, much else if you just listen to that however there are a couple that are somewhat similar and then the half free morale is very similar to the verpa so let's start with the verpa bohemica okay the verpa bohemica looks very similar to the half free morale The main difference the main difference with the verpa and the half free is the cap connects to the stem at the very 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 top okay so there's no there's no hollow cap the cap basically the cap is this thin thing that just kind of sits and rests on the top of the stem almost like an umbrella rests on the rail of the umbrella at the very top. Okay. That is to me the most distinguishing characteristic. Now, yes, if you look at a half free morale, there might be a very little hollow stem. So you could be thinking, well, is this a half free or is this a verpa? The next thing is they're not hollow on the inside. The verpa has this cottony tissue that fills the entire stem of the mushroom. Whereas, The half free morale is completely hollow. The half free morale is always hollow. And the cap is always hollow. And the stem is always hollow. And for pictures of this, please check out the article. I've got pictures comparing them if this is too confusing. It's hard to explain by words. But the tricky part of the verpa is as it ages, that cottony cottony tissue tends to go away. And the verpa itself can almost appear hollow. However, you you'll probably see traces of that cottony tissue on the inside a little bit, but it can appear hollow with age. However, if you're picking your mushrooms young, then you should be able to see the cottony tissue, okay? But in general, in general, if you look at it, the half free morel sits halfway up the cap where it connects to the stem and then the part of the cap above the stem the other half before it reaches the top of the cap is hollow in the cap there is no portion of the verpa that's hollow in the cap okay so that's the biggest distinguishing characteristics of the verpa all right now the verpa does contain the toxin gyromitrin, which is in small amounts which a lot of the times people can eat the verpa and they won't die And there, be, there may be so, so small of a trace amount of gyromitrin in the verpa that, that they don't even get sick. Which can lead to false hopes because that might have just been that one strain. And then they pick a new one and all of a sudden it has larger amounts of gyromitrin. Or they decide to eat a whole plate of them like our guy in the beginning did. And all that gyromitrin becomes deadly. Now, if you eat small amounts of gyromitrin, you may only experience nausea, stomach cramps, and diarrhea, and then you're done. However, the more and more you take in can lead to convulsions, jaundice, coma, and then death. So, in small amounts, you might be okay. However, in large amounts, you're in trouble. Okay? That's just the way that one works. Now, um,. They call this the early false morel because it tends to pop up a week or two before the black morels start popping up in the spring and early March. So that's when you will typically see them popping up and you might think, oh, morels are popping up, when in fact it's your verpas. So that's the uh, Bohemica. The next one we've got is the verpa conica. Now this one's a little bit different. It is a verpa, however, the cap does not resemble the honeycomb um, Spongy-looking cap that your tr- your traditional morel, your real morel, will have, whereas the Verpa bohemica does. The cap does look pitted like a honeycomb cap. So the Verpa can be very confusing. So to me, the Verpa is your biggest your biggest um, challenger when it comes to hunting because it looks so similar to the morel. You move down to the bell morel. It does resemble a morel, however, if you look at the picture of the cap, it doesn't have the honeycomb appearance. It does look a little wavy and bumpy, but it doesn't have those deep pits that your your true morel is going to have. So it's a little more smoothie, wavy looking. Okay, And the stems tend to be a lot longer with a small cap on top. Now, they do rest just like an umbrella, just like the Verpa Bohemica and there's there's not too much research done out there that i could find on whether it's going to contain gyromitrin or not however i would i would not eat it just because it's a verpa and i don't want to risk the it having that toxin in it so that one i'd recommend to eat at your own risk but um other than that there's not too much else out there on it as far as that goes now um this one too. Typically the oh and this one will be hollow on the inside, whereas the Verpa Bohemicas, you know, they have the cotton tissue. This one this one may even when it's young be hollow. But again, you can easily tell by the look of the cap. Now we move into number three, which is the deadly false morel or gyromitra escalente. Now this one has fifteen different um, species of gyromitra. Of the gyrometra genus, but um, this one contains high amounts of gyromitrin. So, this one, but again, there could be a strain out there, right, that contains very low amounts. Every strain of mushroom is different. Even if you look at psilocybin mushrooms, every strain, even if I got two psilocybin cabensis mushrooms, One's gonna have more psilocybin than the other. That's just the way it is. It's never gonna be an exact thing. So, but in general, it tends to have a. It's a lot more potent with this toxin than the verpus. So be very careful to not eat this one. Now this one, again, it it does have some pits in it, but does really it doesn't look much like a true morel if you know what a morel looks like. But it does have a weird wavy looking cap with these little pit things in it. And it does sit on a, a whitey stem like the morel. So it could, it could be confused if, you, if you're very a novice morel hunter for a morel. Now the, the easiest way to distinguish this one is when you cut that sucker in half, it is completely solid on the inside. There's no cotton, there's no, there's no hollowness at all. It's just a solid mass when you cut it. So <laughs> you, this one's very easy to tell. It's definitely not hollow on the inside, so that one that one's pretty much a given. The last one we're going to talk about is a stinkhorn. I don't know how to pronounce this one. I think it's phallus impudicus. Yeah, that one's actually pretty easy, phallus impudicus. Now this one, it's not poisonous, okay. However, the reason I put it here is because it what it grows out. It looks like a morel. And, but on its cap, it's covered in this greenish, darkish colored slime. And this thing, if any of these mushrooms should look poisonous, it's this one and it's not. So it definitely looks poisonous. Now it covers in slime because it attracts insects and bugs to come in and, and eat the slime and it stinks, the foul odor. They come in to the slime, they carry away the spores. That's how it disperses its spores. However, when that slime dries up, or the insects take away all the, uh, the slime, it looks like the, the, um, the pits and the honeycomb appearance of your morel mushroom. However, the smell alone, you should know it's not a morel. But by appearance, just looking at it, somebody could think, hmm, that looks like a morel. So we put it here. But again, if you look at the pictures on my site, you can easily tell that this is not a morel. Now, if you did eat it, you could. Some people in in France eat it. But um, from what I've heard, the taste is not something to be desired. So I would leave it alone. It's not your choice edible mushroom, that's for sure. But other than that, that is all that we have. So to sum up. It's got there. None of these things are hollow on the inside except the Verpas, which get hollow with age or the Verpa conica. That's a little bit hollow at young and at age, but the cap is not honey pitted. So if you want to be 100 percent sure, it's got to be hollow on the inside. The stem connects to the base of the cap. That's your safest bet. If you're looking at the half free morels, make sure it's got the honey pitted honeycomb pitted cap, spongy looking cap, and it does not sit like an umbrella, that it connects halfway, the stem connects halfway up the cap. And if you do all that, you will be good to go, and you can be 100% sure that you've got yourself a delicious choice edible morel mushroom that you can now eat at home, enjoy this, um, the taste and the health benefits of it, and you can hunt with confidence and be proud of what you're doing and enjoy the, the season of morels. And heck, you can even sell them if you want. But other than that, that's pretty much all we got. If you do want to check out our other artic- um, podcasts and articles we have on the health benefits of morels, how to hunt them, tips to hunt them, identify them, check out us Check us out at curatedmushrooms.com. I have several articles on the morel mushroom as well as videos and stuff to give you some what this stuff visually looks like. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening. And if you thought this was useful, please share it and be sure to subscribe and head over to curatedmushrooms.com and sign up for our newsletter where you're going to get to receive all kinds of good info on different mushrooms and stuff that we got going on as well as um, get entered into our monthly um, giveaways that we give away, cool stuff related to mushrooms. Other than that, have a good one and we'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Curative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.